ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terra Master, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV dampener with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Hey everybody, how are you? Walker boys. Yeah, we're doing good, we're doing good. Well, you guys just came in from the UK a couple days ago. Um, to race in uh, Southern California, Glen Helen, correct? Yeah, we uh, flew over on Thursday, I think it was. Um, Friday, we we done a little bit of riding at Glen Helen on the Vets track. And then Saturday, there was a small race, so we took part in that, both of us in two separate classes, but on the same bike. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, it's good to be back over here. We try and get over as much as we can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be back to see some people now, uh, people that help us out and whatever. So, yeah. Well, l- let me do this right. I have Harry and Alfie Walker from the UK. You guys can tell me exactly where you're from. Um, so that will, uh, make it a little easier for everybody to understand how far you've traveled to, uh, sit down and talk with me. We are face to face, which is in studio, which is normally not done by me. Usually it's a Zoom meeting. Um, but uh we got a message from your dad, uh Stuart, uh a few days before you flew out. Hey, we're just gonna come and see you versus trying to schedule a Zoom meeting. And I thought that that was pretty awesome. And I really appreciate you guys. I know it's later in the evening here, so it's probably pretty pretty gnarly for you guys to be up this late. But I really appreciate you taking the time with us and uh and spending some time talking about ATV racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're from a small town called Reading, which is based not far from London in the UK. Um, yeah, so we've traveled, I think the, the time difference is eight hours. So for us, it's like the middle of the night now. But yeah, we're just adapting to that at the minute. So we're just, uh, we're doing all right. You'll get all set up and then have to. And then have to back. go back home again, yeah, and then do it all again, yeah. <laughs> Alfie, what uh, what class do you ride in in the UK? Um, this past year, I've ridden in the Pro-Am class, which is a race in the pros, um, but it's, the, it's pointed separately. Um, and this next year now, I'm going into the pro class with Harry and pointed in the same. And how old are you? 
I'm 17. So you're, I know that Harry rode in the 21, it was a 21 and under class. And is yeah. that considered a pro class inside the pro class? Yes, that's in the British Championship class. Really? And how have you been doing? Um, this past year, I won the pro am class. And um, in the under 21s in the British, um, I had a problem at the final round. Um, I had a problem at the final round at the Cusses with an injury. We've just run across the road. It was pretty silly. But you got hurt running across the road? Yeah, I rolled my ankle running across the road. And, and it, then, it ended your race? Um, I went to the race and oh, I did qualify and it didn't feel the best. So I decided to sit out. Really? Yeah. And how did that affect your end of the year points? Um, I was in second and then under 21s behind Dean Dillon. And then um, I dropped down to, I think it was fourth. Oh, that's that. So, yeah, it was quite a big drop. How do you, how do you foresee this year in 2022 coming? Um, I think it's going to be good with being out here in America with training, learning a lot. Um, I think taking it into this season, it can help and benefit me in the under 21 championship and in the overall British championship. What class did you ride at the race on Saturday? I think it's a quad X race. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, the, was it the Dirt Series or? Uh, I think it was the Quad X. The quad I think X. it was Quad X. Right. It was just the little open novice class because we obviously have to be in separate groups because we only have one bike out here. Right. So it was in separate groups and it was only the little open novice class, but it was just good practice. Excellent. Good I'm training. sure. I'm sure you won. Yeah. I won. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, how has the past been going for you in, uh, what are some of the things that you've done in the pro class? So I think this is probably now my fifth year, coming into my fifth year in the pro class. Um, national championship-wise, I've won it before. I've had first, second, and thirds. Um, so nationally, it's been really good for me. I've always been there or thereabouts. Um, British championship-wise, I've, I've won the British championship in the under-21s two times. I've been runner-up twice as well. So. We've just never seemed to got that number one spot just yet, but we're hoping that this year we, we can do that. How did you do in 21? Um, had good rides. Like, the rides are really good, but um, the end result, unfortunately, wasn't. I had a few DNFs, and uh, which just affected, the, obviously, the scores and the championships. So we, uh, I think I finished fourth. Yeah, I finished fourth this year. Uh, 21, sorry. I finished fourth. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my worst results in the last maybe three or four years. When you guys line up, do you guys line up on the same gate? Yeah. And when the gate drops, you're together? Yeah. So in 2021, last year is the first year we've actually been racing throughout the whole season together, which is quite cool for uh, me to have my little brother come into the race with me. But also, I've got to make sure that he doesn't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alfie, how close are you? Uh, I've still got a way to go, but he knows I'm coming. Yeah, that, it, it, when when you race against your little brother, do you give him pointers and help him with the track and, and the layout and set bike setup? Yeah, so if I see things he's doing that I think he can prove on, I'll I'll always try and give him a little. I'll always try and say something to him, but whether he likes to listen to me or not is a different story. He's a little brother. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I do. I, I do sometimes, but he also he's got dad. He's watching us and. 
dad obviously watches and knows himself from his previous years of racing. So he's got the experience on his side as well, which helps us. And uh, yeah, he does help Alfie out as well. And I try to as much as I can. When when you guys bring, you brought up your dad, Stuart Walker, yep. who raced in the 90s. I think he probably raced in the 80s as well. Uh, how did that affect you guys rolling into getting into ATV racing? Well, it's just part of our life, I guess, since I was young and nappy as I was running around at Pondavi Race. So I've just been kind of brought into it without a choice. So not that it's a bad thing, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's been doing it since I was born. So it's, it's something that's just part of my normal life. And yeah, he's he's quite a cool guy in the racing industry, I guess. So <laughs> You guess, huh? You, yeah, you're not yeah. sure? Well, yeah. Well, he knows an awful lot of people. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm here today. So, because he because he knows a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. How does it affect you, Alfie? Um, doesn't affect. I think it's great. Um, I I was about three when I got my first quad, and since then I knew nothing different. Just come up the ranks and started riding competitively at six years old, and have done since. Have you ever thought of racing in the U.S.? I mean, like full time. Yeah. What What do you feel the big differences is are is can't even talk. What do you think the big differences are from racing in Europe versus racing in the West? I think it's it's the tracks. The track is a lot different, and the riders they seem to be faster over here because they have a lot of tracks out here that obviously take quads practice. Whereas that back in the UK, it's rare that you can find a track that takes quads for practice so i find that they get a lot more training during the week and they can ride a lot more so then they're a lot faster um but the tracks just over here are mental they're a lot a lot better than anything in the uk can you elaborate that on a little bit more for me um the the jumps as you rarely find a track in the uk that has a, a variety of jumps corners berms it's it's a lot different back in the uk um yeah, it's just all around the tracks are just better. So when you guys went to Glen Helen, and either one of you can answer this question, were were any of the size of the jumps intimidating? Because I know that you, Harry, I know you've ridden at Glen Helen before. Alfie has too. Was any of it intimidating for you? No. I mean, the first year I come out here, I think it's 2015, I think it was. Yeah. That was very intimidating for me. I'm being young, being just coming onto a 450. That was intimidating coming because I was riding on the big track. Um, but no, this time it was more of a, I'm coming here to to gain some training, to gain some experience, and to try and benefit my coming into my forward season this year. So it wasn't too intimidating for me, and I don't think for Alfie he's done bigger jumps than what we've raced over this past few days. So. But like what he was going on back, what he was talking about a minute ago regarding the tracks and stuff. I think the the space you have over here, you guys, you got more space than what we do at home. Um, yeah, the track layouts they're very similar to corners, but I think over here you guys have just got it a bit better with the jumps and like the more of the uh, track prep. Yeah, the prep and things like we have got good tracks at home. I'm not going to slay everything at home, but we have got some good tracks. But I think over here they take more sport on the racing side of things a bit more seriously and. Yeah. When you're talking about track prep, well, we also got to talk about this, how they break down a race day for you guys. 
I know it's not just uh, a, a two moto format like it is in the motocross over here and, or in the off road series where the works where you get one hour and a half race or in the woods where you get a two hour moto. How do they break it down for you guys? So our races back home are all, ne- all normally on one day, on the Sunday. So in the morning we'll get the free practice and then we'll go out after that and we'll have it like a time to qualify in, which is that what the position that um, that puts us for our races. And we have two free races. We have three races throughout the day, sorry. Um, in the British Championship, they're 20 minutes plus two, whereas the National Championships, they vary from 15 to 20 minutes plus one. Um, but that's the difference to lay out. We have three races and it's all on one day, whereas I think sometimes over here it's two races and you sometimes it's over two days. Well, the the motocross nationals are done on, on uh, Saturday yeah. and there's a specific amount of time in between the second moto. And I believe they run qualifying before... Um, the first moto at some point. I, I don't know the exact schedule because I haven't I haven't focused on it much, but that's that's the yeah. rundown. If you go to a race like you guys did, you get two motos and it's a practice and it's four laps or maybe five laps and yeah, yeah, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, we entered into two different classes on that day, so we actually got four races, which was um, bad bike time for us on the track. Four races, six laps. <clears throat> Six laps each race. Yeah. yeah, six. Six or eight laps, yeah. Were did you guys get tired at all? Mm, no, not really. It was no. it was fine for us. The track didn't get beat up too much, so it was uh it was alright. It was good to have four races better than two, I guess. Well at least you got practice time. Exactly. Right? More bike time, more seat time, yeah. It's you always... got to go to a pri- private location today. How did that go for you? Yeah, we we met up with a guy called Braden and uh he said he was heading over to there, so we, we tagged along with him and we, we went to, I think it's called Low Profile. <laughs> it was a good track. It's it's beat up. It doesn't get graded. It's got a, bit, a variety of everything, jumps, corners, the roughness. It's it's um It was really good training and it was good to have the opportunity to go over there with a few people we knew we met up with. So, yeah, that was good fun. You guys had a good time out there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you spent all day out there? Yeah, I think we got there around 11, 12 o'clock, and we didn't leave that till 4 o'clock. The elevation affect you at all? Nah, mm. it didn't seem to. I mean, the, the track was really quite physically demanding, so it was that was really good training for us. But the uh, no, that didn't seem to bother us too much. If we got into a normal day in in the life, what would it consist of? As far as I know, you probably guys both have to work, but when you go to train, do you go to a gym? Do you run? Do you cycle? Uh, yeah, it's more it's more gym work than actually riding back in the UK. Um, obviously, because we don't have many practice tracks, so it's a lot of gym work. Um, and yeah, working. We work five days a week, both of us. Um, and the weekend, it just whatever's on, we try and do. My My kind of schedule is... I like to try and train in the mornings before work, which will either be like a game of squash or swimming or something like that. And then in the evenings, it's more of a strength thing or run. And so I try and vary it. But I try and train at the minute, coming into the season twice a day. And then at the weekends, if there's anything going on riding-wise, we'll definitely do it. How do you guys deal with arm pump? If you don't get to ride a whole lot, do you have an issue with arm pump? 
So fortunately for me, I've never ever never had the issue of suffering arm pump for our race. I mean, I sometimes get a pumped arm a little bit in like practice or qualifying where you come into something new again that your body's not been used to for the whole week. But after the practice in the races, I never have never struggled with it. Luckily, well, I know some people do, and Alfie sometimes struggles with it. But luckily for me, I've never had that problem. Well, it's it's roughly the same for me. A lot of the times I get it in, say, the first session of the day or uh, the first practice session. Um, but during the race, it's rare that I get it. But if I do it, it's definitely like a beat-up track that is really physically demanding. That's the, when I mostly get it if it's during a race because it's very rare during a race. Do you guys just run the... Uh, like twenty inch tall fronts and the eighteen inch tall rears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's all motocross for you guys. There's no beach races, no off road stuff. Uh, no, not at all. We we do a lot of sand riding. So we have a various number of different sand races throughout the year. And some of our British Championship are on like the kind of loamy sand, where sometimes you have to use them to go onto the bigger tires and different suspension setups. So um, yeah, it's not just hard pack that we ride. We 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 ride the different variations of tracks really and we we try and do the the little 2k beach race at the end of the year at the beginning of every year sorry um and then there's various other beach races towards the end of our after our season's finished there's normally some fun races we try and do which all sand so it's um we try and vary it really let's get both best of both worlds do you prefer the motocross over the beach races they're completely different i mean the motocross races, you're giving it everything for all you've got for 20 minutes, whereas the beach races, they're normally two and a half, three-hour races, so you kind of have to pace yourself. Um, I enjoy both. They're, I find them two completely different races, and you've got to be smart with, with both. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoy them both, so I don't actually have a favorite. I do more of the motocross side of things because that's what we run throughout the whole year, throughout this motocross se um, season, whereas the sand races are, are more at the end of the season. Alfie, how about you? Yeah, it's roughly the same. I enjoy the both sand and hard pack motocross. Um, I find the sand a bit more physically demanding on your body and a lot more strength used. Um, but the same, I, I enjoy both of them. At your age, do you see that affect you because you're not as physically, uh, maybe as strong as your brother or yes. some of the other riders you that does affect you? 100%, yeah. And and do you guys get into massive shock changes when you go say into motocross? Yeah, yeah. Um, we completely change the the setup of the suspension, so we have different shocks for the sand. And you run a different style tire as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. we run a lot bigger tire. Handlebars are higher. Um, CV car a little bit more. There's, there's a few big changes. Tank. Yeah, big fuel tank because the races are longer. So there's quite a few changes to the bike. Um, so just for the different, the, the different races. Yeah. Do you, do you change the frame at all? Because I, I know over here to run a Yamaha, you have to change the subframe to keep the things from coming apart. Yes. Yeah, so we, we actually keep the same subframe, but we, um, we have strength and braces that come run down either side of it. Um, sometimes running along a swinging arm in the sand, but the frame stays the same for us. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have any of the modifications for the lower link in your frames for the for the big jumps or for just the long travel? Yeah, for stopping from breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We run we run a strengthener in them, so it's stopping from breaking on the big hits. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, mandatory over there, isn't it? 
I mean, not everybody run it runs it, but we've we've had the problem of the the frame snapping, so we will always run it from now on. Yeah. Is it something you think that happened in the early version frames, or is it, or do you think it's still happening today? I haven't seen as much of it recently, but then a lot of people are being precautionary with it and putting them places into measure first. So, I mean, it happened quite a lot when we first moved on to the, the fuel-injected Yamaha with, with myself and a few other riders on there. But nowadays, it hasn't happened as much, no. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it very much in the off-road stuff on the West Coast. No. It's not the same... Uh, it doesn't take the same pounding on the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever tried thinking about coming over and doing any other disciplines over here besides motocross? I mean, the work series that they run this side, um, that looks interesting. I definitely want to give it a go. Um, it's The race isn't too long. I think they're an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something I'd look into. And if I ever had the the space in our calendar for the year, definitely something I'd look into and possibly doing. But um, the GNCC stuff over the other side, that looks tough. But it's anything. I'd always give anything a go. Like I'm up for anything. Um, but yeah. You just like to ride. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alfie, how about you? Yeah, it's the same. I'd love to give one of the works ago because the track obviously you're linked you link at the Glen Helen one you link a few of the tracks together mm-hmm. and there's a rock section as well it seems very interesting and I'd like to do it yeah did do you guys check ATV racing over here much in social media yeah yeah I'm always trying to keep up to date with what's going on over here like see what everyone else is doing and different things um social media yeah definitely keep up to date with what's going on as much as we can anyway Right. Who's your toughest competitor, Alfie? Uh, at home? Yep. I'd say... I'd say Dean Dillon, really. Um, he's the guy that has won the Under-21 Championship, uh, I think twice now. Um, once. Sorry, once. Um, and, yeah, he's the one that I want to beat. Definitely to get that under twenty one championship. Is he older than you? Uh, I believe he's nineteen. Yeah, he's from he's from Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah. Is beings that you guys race a lot with different countries? Is there a rivalry from country to country? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. There, like the Northern Irish boys, they're always fast. They're always good. But um, I mean, anywhere you go, you've always got rivalry, whether whatever country they're from. But when we go over and ride in the other nations and things like that, you ride for your country against other countries. So there's always a bit of competition there, which is good. Uh, there was no designations this year, was there? Yeah, there was. Last 2021, there was, yeah. Yeah, there was one. It was, it was held in France. And the U.S. just didn't go. The U.S. didn't go because I think it was difficult with the, the COVID restrictions and getting their stuff all there. Yeah, that's... Yeah, we wouldn't get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a conversation that I want to have with anybody. (laughs) So what do you guys see the future as for ATVs? Is it growing in the UK or is it, or or in Europe? I'd say it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's growing. No, not really. I don't know really how to put it. Because it's, 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 Unfortunately, I think everywhere, not just the UK, but I think it's all uh, 
it's not it's not as big as it used to be, but there's people out there still trying to keep it keep it alive. Like uh, you, you still see um, kids getting into it nowadays as well, but realistically, it, it doesn't like it's dying. It's um, there's a lot over where we are in the UK. There is a lot of kids still riding and coming into it, which is really good to see. Um, but then the older the older ranks, like the British Championship, now isn't quite as well attended as it used to be, say three four years ago. But there's still a lot of kids coming into it, which is, I guess, good. Do you think that's economic based, or just knowledge, or they just don't know what it is? It's there. Yeah. I think a lot of it is funding and the, the money of it. I think I, I couldn't tell you what the reason is for it. Not something that you've looked into. You just no. worrying about your own package. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my misconception of racing in Europe is mud. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is yeah. is that something you have to deal with all the time? A lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely not blessed with the sun that you guys get over here. <laughs> I mean, I'd say forty percent of our races are probably quite muddy, um, but we're used to it now. Obviously, it's what we've kind of been, been doing since we've racing, racing in the mud. I mean, it's. Every time you go out to a race, you just got to race with whatever conditions are put in front of you. So, yeah, it is quite muddy over there. You're right in saying that. But it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, we're just used to it. What do you do? Okay, for you, it's normal. So talk me through the preparation of yourself and your machine for the difference in the riding condition over there in the mud. Because I know the woods guys, when you talk about mud, that's their life. Yeah. You yeah. know, if it's a dry race, they're like, whoa, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> but it, it doesn't happen all that much. So what do you guys do to prepare your machines that are going to protect it? Because I know the mud can kill the thing. Yeah, yeah. We try and cover our radiators up so the shit can't... Sorry, so the, That's fine. So the stuff can't <laughs> get into the radiators to, to blow the engines up. I mean, a lot of it's goggle prep as well. So if you've got a bad start, you want your vision to be great. With the machines, I guess, yeah, stop the, the radiators from getting from stuff in the radiators. Um, Does it affect the air filter system? Yeah, I mean, it depends how wet it is. We haven't got too many races that are oddly wet. It's mainly like thick mud, so the air filter is normally pretty good. Um, I mean, the, the, when it's muddy, the, the end of the game is always to get the whole shot and just stay out of the, the roost, really. Well, what do you do when you don't get the whole shot? Be smart. <laughs> yeah, try and try and be as smart as you can. Not not just going to sit behind someone and get them filled in the whole time, but sometimes that's easier said than done. Try yeah. not to follow the same lines. Yeah, just just stay out of as much mud as you can. I know that a lot of courses over here, one line, um, you might get some some split lane stuff. Do they widen them for you guys so that you have multiple lines? Or do you consciously know that there's going to have to be a second line? So in practice or preparation, you guys are making a second line. Um, well, it's, it's, it's the same back in the UK. It's a lot of tracks because quads are wide. It's, it's a lot one line in places. Um, but it's just you've got to make the move. It's, um, when you get to them, pass them. Yeah, when you when you get to them, you've got to just stick it on it. 
if you turn up to a race there and it's been raining before you've got that, you, you know it's going to be pretty one lining because everyone's running the same dry line, well, the same line. So, yeah, it's it just becomes one lining like any mud race really. And there's not many new people trying different lines because you come off that racing line and you're probably going to lose places. So, like Alfie said, you kind of just got to get the job done as quick as you can if you're behind somebody. And sometimes that's by just lunging or just, yeah, being quite aggressive at the beginning. You save the aggression for most of the beginning of the race? Yeah, ideally, if you haven't got a great start, you try and use, I try and use as much aggression as I can at the beginning to, to get past the, past the riders and to the front. Would you say you're a physical rider? Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. Alfie, are you a physical rider? Yeah. Do the other riders know that you're physical, or are they just as physical with you? Is it? I mean, you know which ones are physical and which ones aren't. So you just try and be bigger than the ones that you think are quite strong. I asked Alfie this question earlier, and I want to ask you, who is your number one competitor? I didn't have one competitor, really. I just try and take each race as it comes. So whoever's fast on the day, I mean, varies on different tracks where we are at the moment. Well, what I mean is, there one guy that you just always seem to run into? Yeah, probably Mark McClellan. <laughs> you, you say that unwillingly. <laughs> yeah, if you told me to name and shame a guy, so I've I've said that guy. Yeah, you and him just seem to rub each other all the time. Mm, we're not too bad, but he's he's just my main competition at the minute. So, I mean, we get on. We're not. We don't hate each other. But yeah, we have good racing. In in over like it works races and it's some of the GNCs. Most everybody's a pretty tight knit community. Is it the same way in the UK? Mm, isn't it? Isn't I mean, you get your groups of people that really do get on, and then you got your groups of people that don't like each other. But it's not it's not tight throughout the whole pits. But some some areas of the pits are tight, and yeah, we try just try to get on with as many people as we can, and there's um. Yeah, there's a, like any other sport, there's a lot of people that don't get on with a lot of people. Um, I guess you get that everywhere. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, it's just, it all depends on, on how you want your day to end up. I mean, like if you need a part from somebody, uh, there's always, there's always another camp there that since everybody's probably running Yamahas, so everybody's got a, an extra or somebody has an extra if you need it. Yeah, most people normally come to dad for them parts. Yeah, that's the man for that. <laughs> well, he should leave most of those at home. Yeah, he always says he never likes to leave anything at home in case we need them. So, Well, having a, a, a dad like that that has been a racer for years ultimately helps in a crisis situation, I'm assuming. Not yeah. massively, yeah. Any problems, dad's either dealt with himself before or he knows exactly what to do with him. How much development do you do on your own machine? Beans that, beans that dad is the mechanic. Do you work on your bike and, and help him? I'll clean it. <laughs> um, I do little bits and bobs, and I wouldn't say I'm very mechanically minded. That's not me. But if dad wants me to try and take something apart, I'll definitely give it a good shot. But me and tools are, yeah. All right, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good at cleaning them, I reckon. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. So it, when I get to talking to him, mm. is he going to tell me the same thing? He'll probably slate me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie, can you turn yeah. a wrench? Uh, just about, now and then. 
But it's about the same, really. Just clean them. Um, did yeah. you did you learn how to tighten lug nuts anytime soon? Um, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> he'll, he'll, yeah. Tell, he'll tell you he tightened his wheel nuts up, but I, I uh, tightened them up. I'm, I, sure I, I, I'm sorry for throwing you under the bus no, on that one. That's cool. It, it was it was just something that I've I, had. To, I've had the first share of that. <laughs> yeah. But when you hang around your dad and Richard, I'm sure yeah. that, that happens a lot, right? But yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely tighten them up. So, well, most of the people that I deal with or that I've talked to, most of the guys that race generally need to know how to work on their machine because they don't have a dad like yours. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are very blessed in that situation. I'm, yeah, we are fortunate in that way. But I've never really had to rebuild an engine myself or I've had to do things myself but I've kind of learned that on the way because I've had to do it but in regards of having to do it all myself no we're lucky enough to have dad who it does does all the bits we can't do which is most of it <laughs> yeah. the, the only bit that it, I guess that he's not quite as good at and he might argue is the riding part of it well, he was fairly good in his day. Yeah, you know, but but he wrote a different kind of machine. Did you guys? Do you guys ever get to ride any of the old school stuff, the two fifty Rs, the Banshees? I've, like ne- I've never. I'd, I'd love to. I've never. I've ridden Dad's around the house. He's got an old Banshee at home. I've ridden that around the house. I've never ridden it on the track, but from watching other people ride them, they don't. They look a lot harder to ride than what the bikes we ride on nowadays. So I guess the racing back then was yeah, it was completely different than the machinery and. All the parts we've got on our bikes now, I don't think they had much of that back then. So, yeah, I think the racing was a lot different. But going back to your question, yeah, I'd like to have a go on them, but I haven't, haven't raced them now. You need to set that banshee up and go do a sand race with it. Yeah. Oh. Well, over here? No, over there. Yeah. A beach race. It's a beach race on a, on a banshee. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm all right, boss. boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you guys got to grow some because that is the machine <laughs> right there. It, it, it'll it, it, in, in the high speed, it'll destroy your 450. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the rough bits, I think it'll destroy me. Well, <laughs> no, you have you have modern day things that you can do to change it to make the front end work better. Yeah, um, they have longer travel links so that you can make the rear work better. There's advancements in Banshee technology to get them to handle better. Yeah, it, it, you just have to get used to that violent when it freaking takes off. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, you you guys yeah. are used to riding things that accelerate super slow and easy, smoothly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you got that banshee, it's almost violent. Almost. Yeah. I mean, depending yeah. on the exhaust and who built the motor, is 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 how controllable it really is. Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely be up for having a go at but not in sound. <laughs> Alfie, are you old enough to race Pondevu? Yeah. And how, have you raced it? Yeah, I've done it once. One time only? I've done the junior, I'd say, three or four times, and the 12-hour once. Excellent. How many times have you raced Pondyville? I, th- I was thinking about this earlier. I think this is, like, I think I've done it five times. Excellent. What's your best finish? Uh, tenth. Yeah. Learning how to race that, that endurance race or things that are beyond your control? <clears throat> The results? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, some of the results have been out of my control, like uh, mechanical issues or things like this, whereas I think now when I come into this race, it's, it's definitely going to be 
I'm going to be competitive for the, the the top three, is which which is my goal at the end of the day. But I've learned so much over the years from doing it. From the first year I done it to like how I approach the race now, training wise, things, riding the bike differently, and I've learned so much over the years from just the five years I've done it. So I'm only going to learn each year I do it. Have you thought about teaming up with your brother? Yeah, it's, it's always it's always been like one of the things that we do want to do. I think just at this current year and like at the minute with abilities, I think it's not quite going to be yet, but maybe next year or the year after, 100%. There was always talks about us doing it with dad just for like... Walk, walk, walk. Yeah, just for good time's sake. Yeah, somebody's got to carry him at this point. Yeah. You know. Well, it would be cool if like we got a result probably with him standing the pits most of the race, but with a result with the three walkers, like... That would be great. That yeah, would yeah. be... That'd be a dream. Racing with your brother is a dream, yeah. but then having your dad, you know, go out and put in a few laps, yeah. you know, to make it official, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good qualifying lap. <laughs> well, you know, that'll just get you starting in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in his day, he was in his day, he was good, and I think that you could uh, definitely set that as a as a benchmark for you guys to do that yeah 100 yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely be interested in watching that yeah yeah you know because the history of it you know harry not a lot of people know how your history with duncan racing and lauren duncan the owner um there's a picture in his house um, of you and him when you were roughly three three years old three or four yeah I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I've been going to Pondavoo since I was running about in nappies. So the first time I remember me and Lauren was, I don't remember it myself, but there is a picture I was, I know other picture I can see clearly it was me and Lauren sat on the pit wall at Pondavoo. Um, I had some goggles running around my head because when I was younger, I used to just love goggles. Um, but yeah, that's where I first met Lauren and then. Obviously, the the relationship between you guys and my dad. Then I come over here to meet you guys and meet yourself. Sorry, and then yeah, I mean, Pondavoo is where it all started for me. And yeah, I could, I've got that picture. And yes, Alfie, you were just a little behind the eight ball there. You you, you know you didn't come into the picture till a little later. No, um, I I briefly remember um, that I've been to Pondavoo for since I was running around and was the same as Harry as dad's been doing it and then it got up to Harry was doing it and I was doing the juniors and I believe there's a picture of me when I was about three years old in my bleach blonde hair trying to get to the pits poking my head out of the little um, tent trying to get to the wall to watch and yeah that's not and, what it, and it didn't happen but <laughs> I was trying is yeah. is Pendezvous still have the same prestige that it used to yeah, I think it's one of the biggest races in the world, I I think. Definitely for quads. Yeah, for, for, for quads, yeah. And it's, um, it's a race I think a lot of people look forward to throughout the year. And it's the end of the year, so everyone gives it a good shot. And it's something everyone looks forward to throughout the whole year. Do you guys build a special machine just for that race? Uh, yeah, yeah. The machines are completely different to what we're racing Every weekend back here, I mean, you've got bigger fuel tanks, things that you need run a little bit of a slower engine that's going to last at four to five hours. Is you have to have lights because you're riding in the night. Is is 
there's different things you have to do for the bikes to adjust to that race, yeah. Do you run a different size tire? No, the no. same tire that we run at hard pack tracks, yeah. So you run a motocross style tire? Yeah. 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 Does do they wear out very fast? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that the track. way you've got to be clever with the riding. I mean I know you're riding with different riders, but to look after the tires is one thing and but the tires are wearing out faster on there because the track gets very, very blue grooved and hard. The the years that I did it, we ran twenty one twenties. Really? We ran a taller tire. Yeah, good down the straights. Uh yeah, both both years that I, I I did it, I believe we were pushing, you know, high nineties. Yeah, yeah. You know, was it on a banshee? No, I actually rode it on a Yamaha oh, the first year I went. Yamaha, right? And and the <laughs> second year rode it on a Honda. The Yamaha was a bad year. No, the <laughs> Yamaha was a bad year. <laughs> the, the the carbureted version Yamaha training wasn't all that great, and it <laughs> let us it let up in the. In the middle of the was, night section. Oh, did it? Yeah. That was the first 450 I ever rode was a carburetor Yamaha. You know, I would have to say that the two funnest races I've ever done are Pondevu and Vegas Torino. Yeah. And they're both long endurance races. And uh, it, it, what I tell everybody about Pondevu is it's passing 101. You're always passing or being passed. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. It's the funny riders. It, yeah, it's the funnest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's definitely one of the events that we, we really do look forward to. Have you ever thought of doing any of uh, the rally-style races o- over in Europe, you know, the, the cross-country rallies? So Richard and my dad have done a few rallies themselves, and it's actually never really appealed to me to do anything like that. But like I said earlier, I mean, I always give anything a go, so if... If I had the opportunity to do it, I definitely would do it, yeah. Being that you're 23 and Alfie, you're 17, how much longer do you see your race career going, or have you even thought about it? I'd never, I, I never thought about stopping, so for me, I'd, I'll just take each year as it comes, and unless anything changes, I always see myself doing it until, you know, life changes and life happens. Families and wow, still <laughs> Alfie beats you, huh? This what? is this is the chat. Yeah, I mean, I, I said to Alfie the day he beats me fair and square in the championship, I'll probably have to sit it out. <laughs> well, you can't do that because your little brother's coming. Yeah, he's, he's he's growing. He's getting stronger. He's getting faster, and, and you're teaching him all these things, whether you believe it or not. He is watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. He um. He's he's getting there. He is doing really well. He's getting there. And maybe he'll learn how to turn a wrench or two, and then that'll make it even that'll make him even better. Yeah, yeah. I mean it won't take much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to learn to do his bullnuts up fast, and then yeah. Well, I mean, th- we can we can we can beat up on him about that only so much. Yeah, we've all made mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, big one. Yeah. Well, you know, it it, it happens. Alf, you got to shake it off and just I mean, forget about it. And, yeah. Well, you'll never forget about it because the no. guys around you will never let you forget. Yeah, hundred percent. I went to put an effort on today and I left the rag inside. Yeah. So he's not much better than me. Believe me. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Maybe maybe the teacher's not teaching you. Well, or he's not listening. He is, but I don't. I just don't think I listen. 
<laughs> Lucky enough, I had Richards there stood saying, was there a rag in there? And I was like, nah, 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 nah. I put my arm in there. I was like, oh, shit, there was. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been a good one. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I'm like, sorry. Like my dad says, I just turn up and ride the thing. I mean, that's pretty much, that's what I can do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's not always going to be like that, you know. Oh, no, yeah. That's what he tells me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we get to a point where it, it's time for you to take the reins and, and learn how to prep your bike so that, yeah, he may still build your engines, he may still do your shocks, but you're putting the motor in the frame, you're s- setting the bike up, you're starting to break in and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time I did grow up a little bit and understand that a bit more. One of the points I was trying to make when I asked you guys how long you thought you were going to race, when I went over to Pontevu the first time, I was in my early 20s, and one of the guys over there that was racing, I thought he was already 100, but he was he was in his 40s, um, and last I had heard, 10 years later, he was still riding. Um, he's English. Yeah. John Elliott. Um, I don't remember. Will... Vale Vanderlyn. Oh, the Dutch guy. Yeah, Dutch, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he he still comes to Pondavu now. I don't think he does. Ride. He, does he, he ride? He doesn't ride now, no. I think his kids or daughter, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely, he st- we still see him there every year, yeah. He's always there. Yeah, he's got to be 100 years old. <laughs> I, I think he's not far, but I wouldn't say he's quite 100. Well, you know, I mean, I thought he was old back then. But what my point that I'm getting at is if you look at the champions in the United States, Bo Barron, 41 years old, running works. Uh, Walker Fowler's the youngest at 28, you know, and Chad Wienan's 38. So, you know, Doug Eichner retired when he was almost 50. Joe Bird was a champion. He retired when he was 47. Uh, you know, so if you're if you're looking at longevity of career, if you stay healthy – I mean, yeah, if you're staying in the game and you're still interested and and you're still doing it, I guess. I mean, you're, for example, Paul Winrow, he's still riding now and he's had his fair share of, of championships and years of riding. So, I mean... Did he ride in the pro class? He had a little go in the pro class last yeah. year. Um, had a go for he does, he does. He did a few this year he, as well. He's still got it, like, I mean... He's so fast. He's really good. And he's taught us both a lot over the years as well. Yeah. When you say he's so fast, I mean, did he beat you? No. No. Nah. He's, I mean, I'd be pissed off if an old fat man beat me now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, call, I'm calling him and telling him you said that. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll laugh at that. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, he was dynamite fast. In Pondevu, when we did Pondevu, yeah, yeah, you know, his logic. He's he's clever rider. I mean, he's not always the fastest, but he's he always seems to do everything right. Well, he, I think he teamed with Eichner one year. Yeah, I think a few years didn't they win it? Twice, I think so, maybe they won it. Yeah, so I mean, well, Eichner, and that was just the two of them. I think. Uh, yeah, they always ran a two. Yeah, they always ran a two man team. Yeah, I mean, Eichner's got the record over there with seven wins. Yeah. Gonna have to be that. You better get on it, young man. (laughs) I think there'll be a few French boys that will be close to that. I don't think so. I think they're only, I think the closest they've got is three. Okay. I think I haven't followed it for a few years, so I'm sure there's somebody that's going to listen to this and 
message me and correct me. And that's great. Please do. I mean, I always want the feedback. Um, I know that we're, we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, and I really appreciate you guys coming out. Um, get into, you still never gave me a clear cut difference between the, um, is it emotional or is it the physical difference when you come and race here? I think it's more emotional. It's like this completely different. It's a new, some new, new people around you, new riders, new bikes, new tracks. I mean, physically, it's all the same as what we're doing back home, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can't really expand anymore on that because it's just it's just it's riding. Just, yeah, it's the facilities. This it's everything. Um, I mean, it's just great to come out here and ride. Nice, different. I mean, it's a lot of people back home, they'd love to come out here and do it, so we are fortunate enough to get the opportunities to do it. I mean, it's it's something that's on a lot of people's bucket list, and we do it quite often, which we're lucky with. It's been a couple of years since you came over. Yeah, I think it was three years ago I was over here, but before that previously, it was a few years before that. I mean, I come out here, I think, seven, seven years, years in a row, yeah. Three, four. Last time I was here was seven years ago. Wow, that's a long time. Did you ride when you came over in 15? Yeah, stock Raptor. Nice. 250 Raptor, stock. And Glen Helen. Oh, boy. Yeah, stock shocks, thumb throw. But you were only, you were only 10. Yeah, I was 10. Good maths. So that well, not hard. yeah, it's not that hard. Dude. He's seventeen. <laughs> we'll take seven away. It's a ten. <laughs> I don't know what they're teaching you in, in school over there. Uh, I don't think you listen, Beaver. Uh, the, the, the peanut galleries over there laughing too. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I was ten. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that Harry's not the sharpest. He's not. Shit. No, he's really not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't take you much to figure that out. No, no, he's always been great with me, and and I just noticed when you guys walked up today, you've grown a lot. It's just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I know you're 23 and you're 17, and I hadn't seen you since you were just a, a little one. So I was a little taken back by by how tall Harry is and and, and the size of you guys. Um, do you do a lot of strength training? You had mentioned that, that you do some of that. Yeah, I try and I try to preseason. I try and train as much as I can to get that strength, and then throughout the season, I just keep on top of it. But yeah, I try and do as much strength training as possible. Does it hurt you? Does it hurt you uh, as far as muscle fatigue? Uh, you know, because of the the size of the muscle or bulking the muscle up. No, nah, I I never tried to do too many weights because I feel it pump me up and I'd be too heavy. So I was trying to do cardio, kind of work as well. What what kind of strength work do you do? I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of circuit training. <laughs> do a lot of circuit training in the gym. Um, spinning, swimming, cycling. You know, running. And yeah, the strength training. I do weights twice, three times a week. Preseason, my training changes preseason through the mid, the, through the actual season. So it's two different types of training I do. Throughout the season, I try to just keep my cardio up and my heart rate up high. And that's during 
during the season. Yeah. And off-season, you might break it up a little bit and change Yeah, I don't do as much cardio. I tend to just do more strength training to get that strength back again and to maintain the strength that I've had throughout that year. Awesome. Awesome. Alfie, you're just breaking into that. It means yeah. that you're so young, you don't have to train quite the same. Um, I try and do a little bit of muscle because, obviously, I need that to race. But, but as I'm young, I'll get it as I grow up as well as so I do a mix of both and I believe with fitness on the bike is a big factor of that is bike time like training just riding the bike is it's a big factor of how fit you feel on the bike right um but yeah I mix it because I still feel like you need that to do that weight weight training to have that strength but then I know it's going to come with age as well right. so does your dad set your training schedule or your program at all? No. He just relies, hey, if you're going to yeah, do this, just, yeah. it's on you. Yeah, he, yeah, it's on me. So instead of teaching you how to work on the bike, he's allowing you to go train and yeah. and do things like that. Yeah, he puts no pressure on it. It's completely up to us. Have you have you graduated uh, school? Uh, yeah, I finished school uh, last year. Are you going to go to the university at all? No. No? What? Not bright enough. Oh, come on now. So what do you do for work? Um, I am a vehicle wrapper and vehicle songwriter. So you put stickers on cars? Yeah, basically. Okay. But, but, yeah. It's a little more difficult than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't mean it to sound yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, I just was trying to get clarification. Is that what you do too? Then? No, I'm a, I'm a tree surgeon. Who cuts trees. A tree surgeon? A lumberjack. Okay, so you cut trees down. Yep. I didn't know they had trees in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Way more trees than you guys have over here. Well, in Southern California, yeah. I mean, we have desert. Yeah. There's a lot of trees. You, you need to go east. <laughs> we, yeah. We have a lot of trees back home. Like, yeah. That need cone. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, that that helps massively, I think, with my, my riding as well, is maintaining the strength is what I do for a day-to-day -day job. I mean, I'm, I'm always... On the on my hands, like picking logs up, you know. So I think that has a massive factor in my my riding as well. And like Alfie, just sits there and puts a few stickers on it. Yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that it's harder than you think it is. <laughs> I I can put stickers on. I freaking hate it. It's the worst part of putting a bike together is putting the decals on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm sure you get to decal all the bikes then. Yeah, I decal my own bikes, but Harry likes it on his own because he's really fussy. So, to be fair, the last few times I'm, I've, I'm when I was younger, I used to love it all, but now I just let him crack on with it. The last few years, he's he can, he can fit him. I mean, I'll always have something to say about it, whether they're on the max or no, they can be perfect, perfect, and he'll say something just yeah. just to no, just to get because he's my brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. It's your brother. Yeah. Has to, has I, I want to keep in contact with you guys a little better because I want to know how the rivalry's going. Yeah. I think Alfie's going to surprise you, Harry, and he's going to come out of nowhere one day and you're not even going to be ready for it. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's, that's what's going to make it good, I guess, is the, is where, when, where he's going to start to do it. I mean, he's getting closer and he's, he's, he's doing well. That's that's good. That's, you know, for all the fun in between you two, I can tell by talking to your brother Alfie that he has a lot of admiration for you and he wants you to succeed. Yeah. No, he doesn't want you to beat him, but 
yeah. still he wants you to succeed. Yeah, he'd like me to be behind him. Second. Yeah, he wants to be the he champion. He wants to win, and I want to be, he wants me to be second. Right. Well, at least until but, you beat him, and then it's yeah. Then it's going to be the other way around. Yeah, I'll give you a year of that. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming and sitting down with me. I know that it's a rough schedule for you, and, I, and you had to fit it in. I really appreciate it. You're always welcome on ATV Talk, even if we have to do a Zoom meeting or whatever it is, please make sure that you share the op- episode on your social yep. media platforms. And uh, thanks for coming to the U.S. and sitting down uh, with my makeshift studio. No, thanks for having us. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.